Hey, what's up, everybody? Robert Gifford here with Bobby Talks. Dot, dot, dot. Those dots are there to tell you there's always more to the story. Hey, uh, great show today for you guys. Uh, Gerard, Gerard Sturgis and myself sat down and discussed a lot of things, male trauma, male depression, male mental health. Um, and it's not just not just for males, but just uh, it's from the perspective of that. He's an author of the book called Lost Now Found, Finding Freedom from Addiction. Um, he's also somebody we've had on a past episode where we sat down and talked to the Chop Shop podcast guys with uh, Frank Thompson and himself. He's kind of the the producer and the uh, the money behind that that whole uh, operation. But just a great show in general. I hope you guys enjoy it. As always, I hope you guys, you know, find a way to um, uh, subscribe to the show, rate, uh, follow, like, subscribe, do the whole thing. Spotify, Apple, there's a rate system there. If you guys are kind enough that those that are listening to this show, if you could leave just a quick review, um, uh, that really helps the show grow and helps the show go a long way. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode as we sit down and talk about nurture versus nature, uh, talk about overcoming addiction. Um, you listen to some stories about his upbringing because he's telling them from a firsthand experience. Uh, he's also a, um, an entrepreneur now. He does a lot in the community. And the good thing about this book, Lost Now Found, Finding Freedom from Addiction, is uh, all the money that comes from that gets put back into the community. He's simply doing it as a grassroots program. Um, this is a guy that's really uh, walking instead of just talking. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. As always, hit that subscribe button, hit that like, hit that follow, and we'll see you guys on the other side Welcome of the everybody show. everybody to Bobby Talks, dot, dot, dot. Those dots are there to tell you that there's always more to the story. And today's story is... Overcoming an addiction, man. Yes, sir. Simple in message, but hard in application. But I'm sitting here with the man that knows exactly how to give us the answers to the questions that we're going to have today. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sitting here with a former guest of mine. He was he is the owner of Legacy uh, Barbershop, mm-hmm. Legacy College. Uh, yep. You got two storefronts right now. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yes, he's also a published author, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. He's a published author of the book Lost Now Found, Finding Freedom from Addiction. Yes, so deep, so deep. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. It's great to be back in the studio, Bobby. Appreciate you bringing me back in, my man. Yeah, dude, we got a lot more stuff in here than you saw last time. Yeah, a whole lot. I'm looking around. I'm like, wow, you've been working uh, <laughs> behind the scenes as well, man. You know, so I wish, beautiful. I wish, uh, I wish all of this had money coming in, yeah. but right now it's just money going out. But that's okay. You got to invest in yourself, your and you know that better than anybody, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to put an investment, so you know. It's coming back. I, you know what's great about you, man, is that uh, I, I brought this belt here for a second. Hey. I want to bring, I want to show everybody. I got this ridiculous belt. <laughs> uh, this, I brought this on the show today because you're money, in my opinion. <laughs> like everything you're touching right now is money, in my opinion. Oh, man, I like that. I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah, that's that. the million dollar belt, if you don't know what that is. That's an old school belt. wrestling. Uh, yeah, I'm hip. Okay. WWF. Right. That's right. Million dollar man. But now it's got nothing on uh, Gerard Sturgis here. Um, before we dive into the addiction and stuff like mm-hmm. that, let's just get a quick, you know, catch up on how you've been, what you've been doing. Um, you said your wife just opened up a kind beauty of a, a salon shop. Well, it's a beauty, beauty supply supplies. store. Yep, okay. yep. First beauty supply store, um, you know, that deals with my, strictly minority. Okay. You know, as well. Um, not only is that, we, she has like a bath and body type works inside there too. So okay. where they do like the oils, cologne, lotion, all that good stuff. No. All the things that, the, the essentials. The essentials <laughs> that make it count. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so we excited about that, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Um, and then of course now, like I said before, you've got the two storefronts now, like mm -hmm. you've got the legacy barber college, mm -hmm. but you also have now the legacy barber shop, which is on yeah. the main street right here for everybody to see you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's dope, man. It's yeah, a cool setup yeah. in there. Yeah. I got one in Aiden and one in Toledo. Oh, you do. So yeah. you got three places now. Yeah. I kind of stay on a low, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's what I mean by being money, though. It's what I like about you is that everything you do is for a greater purpose. Absolutely. And it's for the outreach of the community. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we get into the book, where does that sense of service come from for you? Why? Where did it come from? At what age? Um, well, it came it came at the age of maybe like seven. You know, I remember from the age of seven where um you know, I, I kind of always helped my grandmother who was ill. Um, I, I'm in the business of helping people. So, you know, at that early age, I would have to help her take her medicine, make sure okay. it was the right one, you know, kind of go to the grocery store um, with my different siblings and family members. And so I always knew that eventually that I will, no matter what field I'll be in, that it's always going to be in the field of helping people. And, you know, it just kind of graduated from that. And what what age would you say you started app, like applying it to your life all the time? Like, because right now it feels like it's just relentless Naturally. with you. Every time I see you online, man, it's something new. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's always the barbershop, which is kind of like right, the, the, the you know, nucleus and everything. The, yeah. Yeah, but there's always something. Like today, you had a meeting going on. Like, yeah. what, what do you got in the works now? Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's 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 again about building people. I think it clicked at the age of um fifteen because okay. I always, you know, I'm an entertainer by heart. All right. So, you know, that's what brought me to Michigan. But, you know, I think me wanting more in life and then not being having accessible to me and, you know, having a feeling of hearing no okay. all the time, you know, oh, we can't go here. Right. Oh, we can't eat that. Oh, we can't. So I'm like, you know what? I would never say no to my kids in that in that sense. So I want to make sure that I build a legacy to the point where I'm able to change my last name. Okay. You know? So, hence the name, Legacy, right? Yeah. Everything's done on purpose with this man. Um, yeah. <laughs> how old were you? You said you were living with your grandma and you were kind of in charge of all that. How, how old yeah. were you when you were doing that? I was I was back and forth. I was staying with my parents, but, you know, I don't know why. I just always had that heart to sure. take care of people. Yeah. And so, you know, I was like, hey, can I just go to my grandma's house? You know, I'm seeing that she's not getting the, the yeah. care that she needed. And they're like, yeah, sure. While everybody else playing outside and everything, I'm like, you know. It's huge empathy, man. Right, empathy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A, it's this greater understanding of other people's pain. Right. And right. you can't enjoy yourself unless you are bringing joy to others. You hit it. You hit it on. You hit it on the money. Right. You hit it on the money. I feel the same way. I'm a school yeah. teacher by trade, but like I'm currently living with my grandmother now. Wow. Um, because my grandfather just passed. My grandfather was my father, um, wow. my best friend, my leader. Mm. You know everything in my life. Um, and now that he's gone, my grandma and him were married for 46 years. Mm. And now, Beautiful. now, now it's kind of, you know, I'm trying to fill the shoes of the man of the house now, but it's, uh, it's, it's just the shoes that I'll never be able to fill, but it's, it's her and I now. So right. like, she's taking care of me, I'm taking care of her and it's, it's, it's something that works. Um, but I know all about it, man. Wow. I know all about diving in and uh, taking care of people. Um, wow. because you want to. Right. You know what right, I mean? Like, I right. don't have to, but I, I want to. You want to. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. what family does. That's what family does. There's, there's there's plenty of people that stay with her. There's plenty of people that was around, but it was it's an extra kicker, extra ticker of my heart. Okay. That makes me just want to do it. Yeah. Because 
I don't I can't sleep or rest knowing that I did everything in my power, you know. Do you think to make it happen? Because you're also, if I, maybe I'm wrong, but you're a minister or a yeah. pastor, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. When did that come about? You, you you wear many hats, man. I do. Yeah. I wear so many hats. I don't even notice. Like, right. I, yeah. You just dive I in I and out of I them just, so effortlessly. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Um. That took in play when I moved here in 2007. I started out as a youth pastor. Okay. And then I eventually dived into the associate lead role. Um. So. I think basically it was when I was 27. Okay. 27 years old. And I'm not going to tell you how old I am. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, 27 years old. Okay. And everything. Um, because of the simple fact that here in Adrian, I noticed a lot of things. I noticed a lot of seed that has a lot of potential, but it's not planted in the right ground to be able to produce the fruit that it needs to be able right. to sustain to be. That's a, that's, be. that's a pretty, uh, I think fair assessment of what Adrian is. Yeah. I feel like Adrian, some of the inner circle of the people that I know, it always feels like there's a lot of empathy, a lot yeah. of heart. A lot of heart. Um, sometimes it, it lacks the follow through mm -hmm. and that's where the disappointment comes in. Um, but you see the passion is there. Right, right. So yeah, that means yeah. there's something, and this is why it's I went into school teaching, right? Because yeah. it's like you can see it. And if you can somehow harness the energy and get it to formulate to something that is consistent. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. I know exactly what you mean. It's like making a cake. You yeah. Know, you got all the ingredients. Yep. When you put it in the bowl, you need that consistency. Yep. And I think that's what they're lacking. They're lacking the consistency because they don't got nobody to steer them in the right direction. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Totally so, agree. you know, and, and, and you can't put that in the oven until you it's, know. It's ready. It's ready. People have to be ready to accept things in their lives and unfortunately just because you're ready for them to take that next step doesn't right. mean they are there you go and that's hard too mm -hmm. so let's talk about addiction man we're already 11 minutes into this thing it's crazy yes, how fast sir. time flies yes, uh, sir. let's talk about this book first lost yeah. now found fight finding freedom from addiction uh how long ago when you wrote this book how mm. long has it been in your head to want to write the book mm. and i i need to add right mm. For those of you, and we'll put the link on 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 YouTube. We'll put the link on mm -hmm. on the, all the social medias. But uh, it's nonprofit, right? Yeah, yeah, I have a nonprofit. Yep. So all yep. the proceeds go back to the community. Go back to the community. I got a um, nonprofit called Lost Now Found. Okay. And it goes back into the community that kind of feed the Legacy Foundation, which allow me to do free haircuts to the community, to all the schools, to give away toy drives. Uh, Thanksgiving baskets and everything. Wherever everything. it might be needed. Wherever it might be needed. Right. Absolutely. So, to the so book. So, where I started the to book? To the book. Yeah. All right, sure. Believe it or not, I wrote this book during the pandemic. All right. You had time. Yeah, had I had time. Nothing to do. You had time. I had time. It's <laughs> been in my, uh, it's been in my heart since, um, it's, about, it's been about 11 years. Okay. So, I write a title. <laughs> then I write a section. Sorry about that. <laughs> I write a section. Then I write something. Then I like I put it down for a year. Then I pick it up, write two or three lines. I like man, just I was just too busy. Yeah. Then the pandemic, you know, whole world that pause. You know what was going on. You know. Right. And 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 I want to make a little commercial on that part. You know, because again, the whole world kind of paused, and I think you know depression went to an all time high. Then. Right. You know, I think anxiety and fear and Statistically, you know, it did. Yeah, it did. Statistically, yeah. is that you know? And so, and and during that time, I could either go down with it, 
because at that time I was dealing with depression. Okay. You know, I was dealing with, you know, anxiety and I didn't know what that felt like. Right. Because as a man, you really just know to keep on trucking. Yeah. You don't know it's, what it's in our DNA. It's in our DNA. Right. And then, you know, I go to the doctor about, you know, certain sickness that I was dealing with and they're like, um, are you depressed? I'm like, depressed? No. Right. I'm like, uh. I couldn't be. There's I no way. There's no way. Yeah. Right, like, right. Are you stressed? And like stress? No. Yeah. You know. So I'm like, whoa. I'm I'm depressed. I got anxiety. Wow. Yeah. So I wrote that but then before. Yeah, yeah. How long from the conversation to the doctor even mentioning it to you mm-hmm. to where you were like, I might be. Oh. Is that 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 in itself is a process, it's especially a process. for the the male ego. Male ego. Right. Yeah. Um. With that process, I had to reverse and take a look at my life and see. What am I doing? Am I over? Am I overdoing certain things? Am I in? Am I in overdrive? Right. So I'm um, kind of took a look, an assessment in my life, and I realized like, whoa, you know, I just lost my mother. You know, uh, a year after that, I just lost my niece from a car accident. You know, then you know, I just you know had a, a major illness happen. Then I went into a car accident. I'm like. Yeah, I think I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. Because when when traumatic things like this happen in our lives, you either, men specifically, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to touch on everybody that I don't know, but like I know you dive into work. Yes. Or drugs. Yes. Or you look for an escape. Yes. Other than face your problems. There you go. So. There you go. And I took on, you know, I just began to write the book in that little window. And then from that window, um, it kind of got me out of that ditch. Okay. And so. Therapeutic. Therapeutic. You're putting it, you're pen to pad, man. Put it to pen. Your yep. thoughts are there. You're talking about, uh, you know, it's almost, even though you're talking to how to help others. Yes. You're helping yourself in the process. Yeah. you get, And that happens. Yeah. So, you know, you know, if you're dealing with a certain addiction or uh, type of trauma. Yeah. The more you talk about it the more you get healing right. from it. Yeah. And you you realize by he- hearing reciprocity, by going back and forth, now you're like, well, I just helped this person. Now, now I feel good. Yeah. So now you, you jump starting your heart and getting back at it. I, and you, it's so funny because I, I try to use that same example to my students. It's like mm-hmm. this is such a, a contagious thing. Yes. You would think it would be anyways, right? Right. And you, I've never met anybody that's helped somebody that didn't feel good afterwards, right? Right, right, right. But it's, it's, it's amazing to me that we're more willing to help others than we are ourselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it's because we don't actually accept the fact that we're going through something yeah. in order to help right. that, like we need. Um, because I have a brother who's currently in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it's his third or fourth time mm-hmm. in there. And it's all petty stuff, but it's all stuff that, was driven from addiction to drugs. Okay. And I hope this time when he comes out, he faces his demons, but that's yeah. the part that I hope we have to get him to is to accept right. that he has demons in the first place. Right. If not, he just continues down the cycle. Um, yeah. Uh, what, sure. What's your experience with dealing with people that have a hard time acknowledging, you know, that they might be depressed. They might be addicted to something. They might have, you know what I mean? Just because the step one is acceptance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Except, Step one is acceptance, right? So, you know, um, there's a scripture in the Bible that said that hope deferred made the heart sick. Okay. So, you know, and if you feel, you feel as though that if you're not doing what you have a passion to do, 
then you know you automatically revert or go in default mode. Okay. So what happens is if there's not enough not enough drive there, or you know, like how you know I'm a minister, so I kind of go back to the Bible a lot. Yeah. So you know, the Bible said without a vision, the people perish. Right. So if you don't have this, this is a vision. Yep. This is your drive. This is your passion. Yep. So you see where you're going. But the issue with a lot of people who falls into addiction and going right back into the same cycle is because they don't see. Right. So they don't have a vision. So that's like you trying to give me a vision that I can't even see myself. Right. And so, you know, no matter what we might tell people who's been addicted, whatever, like, hey, you got this, you got this potential, you can do this, you can do that, this, that, and the third. But if they always hear, man, why you keep on relapsing? Why you keep on going through this here? Yep. Like this is the fifth time that you did that third block. They know that they're cracking. They know right. that they, they know drug. They, they, know. they know that they smoke. Yeah. But they don't know how to get out of it. Right. And the way the system's currently set up is yes. it's, you know, like I was having some love to love conversation with my grandma last night about my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we unconditionally love him. Oh, absolutely. Right. The problem is, is that there's circumstances now where maybe he's burned some bridges yeah. to come back into the household the way he was before yeah. right yeah. so now that's the that's the family dynamic but mm-hmm. then you look at like the way the system currently is it's like okay so where is he supposed to go when he gets out now he's out okay now he can potentially go to a homeless shelter that might be the best thing for him but then how's he going to get to work okay he's got to get on the bus system he's got to get all this stuff figured out i'm not saying it's impossible we've got to help him do all that but like more times than not if he's not going back into the family household, he's reaching out to the people that he listen that are going to bring him in. Listen, it's all, it's all in the book. It's all in the book. Now, 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 I tell you what, you know, since you hit that, that's a beautiful spot because let's go environment now. Okay. So you know, you always hear this, the the uh, saying, "You're a product of your own environment." It's that and third, right? You know, I I used to believe that. Okay. You know, I used to believe that. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. But I don't believe that anymore. So you don't believe in uh, the nurture part of it? You believe in the nature part of it? I believe in... Or you believe in the, the, na- nur- the nurture, nurture, not the nature. Not nature. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yep. So let's look at it like this. Shout out to Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hit, hit me with a sponsor there, uh, Tim. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> yeah, we need that. Let's keep it going. Mm-hmm. So um, we just... You just got finished sipping water. Yeah. All right. It's in a cup. You take that same water, put it in a tray, and put it in the freezer. It yep. becomes ice cubes. Yep. It it turns to solid. Yep. You take that tray out of the, out of the ice uh, out of the ice box, right? Mm-hmm. Put it on the stove in a pot. Turn it up. It evaporates. Exactly. Turn the steam. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Three different forms. Three different forms. Same thing. Mm-hmm. What change? The temperature. Is environment. Environment. You see? Yeah. So this is one environment. The freezer is another environment. And the stove is another environment. So the issue is that what you just said, that we keep on, they get out of, a, they, they go to a rehab, mm-hmm. but they go right back into that cup. So let me, so I see what you're saying. You see? You I see what me? you're saying, but okay. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take your analogy and I'm going to kind of throw it back to you a little bit. Let's go. I think it's both. It's both. I think both. I think we are a product of both. And yeah. this is interesting. I've had this conversation many times. I'm sure you have as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's both because if we are the water, we which the can water. be shaped in any different way, yeah, the environment yeah, yeah, yeah. is the pressure that go. changed us. There you go. So that exists mm-hmm. because we 
we took three different forms. Absolutely. It's the book, the nurturing, it's the, it's the, um, the helping hand, the lending hand, the service that you provide. Mm -hmm. That's the nurture part that mm -hmm. helps us keep the form that we want. Helps right. us keep us in the environment that we want, whether Absolutely. that be liquid gas or, you know, physical. physical. Yeah. That I think that's the part, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's a little bit of both. But I get the analogy. I still think it sticks. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just interesting so often that, you know, you get out of, you know, your hard times. And if you don't have that environment, um, the right environment. The right environment. The right environment. The right environment. That's the that's thing. That's the key. Yeah. And that's my whole point. So, so what do you do then? What, 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 right, give me, give some people some advice that might not necessarily be in jail, okay, right. or incarcerated, but that might hear this podcast yeah. and might be struggling yeah, and yeah. They, they need the help. And give see, us, see, okay, and, and, and you, you can be, you can be in jail and not even be behind bars. Right. So you Talk, can be yeah. incarcerated in your mind the way you're thinking. And, you know, you're just going to have to take yourself to another place. What I always say in the book. I got a section called the place called Nets. Okay. So the place called Nets is, you know, okay, I had a divorce. Nobody knew that. Now you know. Right. But I'm married to my wife for 13 years. My first marriage only lasts two months. Okay. Now I have five kids. Right. Six total, but five. Right. So what's the difference between me? With one and with you the with the other. other. Okay. Right. Expectations. Right. So the issue is expectations. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we expect from people or we expect people to play a role that we never gave them the script to. Right. Okay. Okay. So a lot of times, you know, women. Uh-oh. Uh Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> you better so, be careful. You might have that second divorce. Yeah, remember, <laughs> so let, 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 let's scratch that. Let's scratch that. We'll, we'll go somewhere else. Uh, yeah, let's sure. stay on this. So, so a lot of times, <laughs> I love it. A lot yeah. of times, you know, from the expectation, we don't gravitate to something that's going to, you know, open our minds to right. a point where it can free us. Right. So we stay on the expectation, Lord. I expected you to bail me out. Right. I expected you. Oh, you don't love me now. Right. You didn't. You didn't show up. Right. So, no. This. That's your expectation. Right. Of how I love you, but my expectation because I, I love you, and you love me, but our love is different. Yeah. yeah. So you can't say that I don't love you based upon your expectations. Right. And that is a hard lesson. I've learned that hard lesson. We all did. Right? Uh, it's understanding each other's love languages. Yeah. It's uh, all those things that go with that. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I've learned that lesson, man. Mm -hmm. um, you, it's, it's like, I love you so hard yeah. that I think it's supposed to be reciprocated that way. There you go. Right? But mm -hmm. you love me as hard as you know how to, but yes. it doesn't look the same way as the way maybe mine looks. Right. Yes. So the problem is, is that then I now project. There you go. What is actually not happening, but what I think is happening inside my own brain. I get it, man. It's and, cost yep. me some things in the past, yep. Um, yep. and all you can do is learn from it. So you learn from it. Yeah, it's a lesson. But it goes to those expectations, there though. You go. So coming around, boomerang, boomerang, yes, man, <laughs> boomerang. So, so the advice though that you give to those mm -hmm. that are inside there, like you said, it might not be an actual prison right. or jail mm -hmm. but maybe one in their mind is where where do they start where start they with start? new expectations of themselves I, I would start of letting go and not not taking the guilt and blame on yourself 
Okay. That's the number one thing. Because forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Okay. Because if you don't forgive yourself first, it's what I call the law of projection. Yeah. So you will project on others what you have on the inside of you. Yes. It happens all the time. Yeah, right? Yeah. So this screen is projecting an image. The image that it's projecting is what's on that device. Right. So whatever that's inside of that device is going to project on that screen no matter how you feel. Right. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can say, hey, I'm about to put in a horror movie. Hey, I'm about to put in a love movie. Yeah. I'm about to put this in, this, that, and the third. But if you got a comedy movie, no, it's comedy. Oh, no, you can tell me all day yeah. it's not comedy. Right. But you're projecting that. Right. It's whatever's inside of you is is ultimately what's happening. Come on. There you go. Um, so it, it, I, I totally understand I what you're I, saying. I hope I answered that. If not, I can no, go no, deeper. No, no. Well, go ahead. I mean, if you got more you want to elaborate on. But my point is, is that, like, I just want, like, tangible things for people, you know, like, that might be sitting at home listening to this uh, or taking it in any way that they're in the car or whatnot. Right. They're with their thoughts. And it's like, what's that first thing I can do? So I think that helps. It's yeah, like, because what you're talking about is, is it's forgiveness, mm -hmm. but it's ultimately accountability. Yeah, that's my. That was my next move. All right, go there. I gotta move. get this camera going. You yes, go sir. there. Talk yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, you know, forgiveness for one. The second thing would be accountability because if you're not accountable, or if you don't have a system or somebody that will hold you accountable to that, then you will automatically go back in default mode. So, um, again, so for example, my wife is my accountability partner. So a lot of times I might want to do something crazy or I might feel like, hey, you know, I, I just I, this person said this, um, the bills, uh, everything life, the pressure. Yeah. May come so strong. But if excuse me, yeah. but if I do not have an accountability partner, it's the checks and balances. Man. Checks and balances. She's that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Then I will revert back to what I know. Right. So, for example, so if um, again, default mode. If you, your computer crash or whatever the case may be, what's going to happen? You reset it. Right. You reset it back to default mode. Right. So our mind is software, you know, and that computer is hardware. So we, we got to understand the simple fact that, you know, that every negative thought, every pressure, everything in life yeah. that's given to us doesn't, is supposed to go through us. Right. Yeah. We're not supposed to hold it. Right. And that's where it happens. We hold on to things that don't belong to us. Right. And out of that, we we pick and choose, you know, which one, oh, you hurt me, this hurt me, I'm a I'm I'm not gonna forgive you. But what you're doing is, you know, you're not forgiving yourself. Right. Know? And then with men, we we get um we deal with anger. Our our okay. We deal with secure. things with anger. We deal with we, we deal right. with things with anger because no, we always say women, oh, she's so insecure, you know, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. But men are insecure too. 100%. So strong to the point where it's all insecurity is, is securing within. Yes. And so a lot of times we just don't talk. Right. And you shut that, down. We shut down. Yeah. I've seen times where I shut down for a week. Yeah. And, won't, and be fine with it. Men are defined by spirit. Mm -hmm. purpose, mm -hmm. uh, mission, things, the vision of which yeah. you talked about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. And I think us talking like that, we kind yeah. of, 
the propaganda is what, you know, we're, 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 we're doing a disservice to it because we're talking about it. But at right, the same time, right. I think we need to talk about it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. We're really. saying that you don't have to be programmed this way. It is okay to have, in your case, you've got your checks and balances. Yes. You've got your accountability police and yes. your wife. Yes. You need to have that with somebody, Yes. you yes. know, and, it, and, and whether it's form of a lover or a best friend or whatever, you got to have that person that can check you and say, absolutely. Man, right now you might be going through something. Yeah, think about it. Now, yeah. if if we didn't have checks and balances, then it would be a lot of accidents on the road. Yep. If we didn't have a red light or a stop sign, guess what? Yeah. It would be a lot of crashes. So what you're saying is accept these things. Accept them. Accept them. Accept them. And stop fighting back against them. We need it so that we can go back to the default so that we can get back onto our journey. Okay. Right? Uh, absolutely. Dude, you, you want to add to that? Or? Yes. Okay, go okay. ahead. We're, we're men. You know, right. I used to I used to work out. <laughs> you know, I'll get I used a close to, up on you. Do that again. Go, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? I used to work out. So, let's. We always oppose opposition, right? Instead of accepting opposition. Yeah, I believe once you accept it, then you'll know how to build and live from it. Okay. So let's take the gym. Okay. So don't don't get rid of the weight of life. Accept the weight of life, right? Because it's going to come e either way. Right. You just don't know when, but it's right. going to come. So weight does nothing but make you stronger. The more you resist it, the more muscles you gain, the right. more strength you get. So let the weight get on you. You know what? Do you know what's so fascinating about what you're just talking about right now? Mm -hmm. And just breaking down the male psyche and yeah. dissecting what we are. Just with your analogy of weight training, it's like that is the opposition is the weight, yes. right? But it's the the male way mm. to struggle to uh. try to control it. Ah, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So like, it's like yes. we have to constantly be combating come the back. resistance. And it sounds like if we just accept the fact, I mean, it, it, that's healthy. Yes. That's healthy. But you got to make sure that you're, you're, it's healthy to a point because at some point yeah. you can't control the weight at all anymore and control. it controls you. There you go. So you've got to you go. find that healthy balance, right? There it again. Dude, I saw this, I saw this video, man. It's uh. It was this great, it was like a TikTok video, I think, but it was a guy that said, what's bigger? It was in the foreground of the camera was his air freshener. Mm. And then off in the distance was this car. So in the perspective uh, of the person, the yeah. air freshener was bigger. And he was posing the question. He was another minister. He said, what's yeah. bigger? He goes, the air freshener or the car? He goes, well, to me, from my perspective, it's, <sighs> it's the air freshener. Mm. He goes, but if I was in the car on the other side, it would be that car. Yes. He goes... That's kind of how fear is. Yes. We always look at fear and we make it whatever's right in front of us. Yes. Why do we do that? Yes. Why do we make fear so much bigger than it is? Or, you know, whatever we're afraid of, that right, be the right. thing. And I just, that, that kind of hit me. And he was, he was talking about not, why not make God closer to you? Yeah. Right. Sure. You know, going down yeah, a religious yeah. route with it, but it, I think it works for anybody. Yes. So yeah, I don't yeah, know, man, it's all about yeah. perspective. It's all about all that. Perception perspective like you say you know and and that's that's a beautiful analogy you know and 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 again it goes right back to accountability again which is first thing they got to do is forget themselves second thing make sure they have accountability yeah partner or a system yeah you know and third thing is the environment right whether it's an actual place or whether it's a book to take you to a place yep or whether it's removing and cutting yourself off of certain people. Another, I'm a, I'm, I'm from the East Coast, so analogies come normal. Dude, to do me. it all day, man. So, so for for example, 
you know, you know, my pastor said this once and I stole it from him. So <laughs> he said, um, people are like clothes. You're going to outgrow them. Okay. And a lot of times that, you know, no, no, that's me now. So a lot of times where we try to hold on to people that we already outgrew. Right. And we try to keep them because we feel as though that we can save them. Yeah. And we can't save everybody. And that's the thing. And, you know, and, and that, that used to be my thing. You right. know, like I got into drugs, you know, from the book, you know, because I try uh, I started selling. I wrote. I, I went home on a bus. I was in middle school, and one of my friends. I was 14 years old. Yeah. And you know, I'm like, man, why you always get off the bus and then walk like three or four blocks? You know, where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah. And so you know, I like let me let me come over there because I live like you know, seven blocks away from. Him. So I got off at his stop. He didn't know it. I followed him. Then I walked into his house. He didn't have no. No, really, a door. He had like a blanket. Okay, and he he didn't have no like no stove. He just like had a kerosene heater, and it was food. His mom was cooking food on the kerosene heater, and then you know it was just it was just it was just ran down, you know. And I'm like, man, like I didn't know that you live like this. Yeah, because in school you look different. Right, but this is, and then I start to understand bullying. Right, you know, and so then I'm like, okay. So how how do you make money? You know, like how you y'all don't you know? And so he started to, like I don't have a dad. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom's strung out. Um, I just take care of my little sister, and you know, I like well, who provide for y'all? Like me, I'm like dude, you only 13, 14, 13, 14 years, years old. old. Yeah, you're like yeah, I sell drugs, and this is how I take care of the family. And so I'm like, man, then I go home. I'm look. I got both parents. Yeah. We all athlete, um, athlete, um, athletic. I'm in sports. We all got all the fine things that we need in this and the third. I'm like, man, I need to help him. I'm too young to get a job. Yeah, I'm not gonna ask my parents. They're gonna ask what I'm doing with money. They're gonna say no. Right. So I'm like, yo, I'm gonna sell drugs with you. Really? And that's what got me into selling drugs. Gotcha. Because I, again, back to I want to help people. Right. But it's the wrong way. Right. Of course, I'm not encouraging or endorsing that. No. But. But this was your path. That was my path. This is what you were doing. Yeah. It's the only way you knew. The only way I knew to help. Right. But then the the lifestyle, I like the lifestyle that came with it. You know, the money, the women, the cars, the everything. The temptation. The temptation. It's there. Yeah. It's there, you know. And so, and then the the people just love me, you know, especially once you, they know you got money, you got the best clothes and all that. And so it just became my lifestyle. You know, I just did it just enough. I was like a Peter Pan in the hood. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I only did it just to help people and go right. drop off baskets to single moms. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's the only reason why I sold drugs. Then I realized, like, man, like, you had enough drugs. No, I'm not selling to you anymore. Yeah. So I was like, so then you, yeah, so you sold it, but you started caring about the yes. people you were giving it to. Yes, it was yeah. sad. What an interesting dude. What an interesting sad, dynamic man. here. It yeah. was sad. You know, and I do music. You're the worst drug dealer of yeah. all time. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely man absolutely and I I, I I was selling to them and right while they're getting high they're like oh man this is like the best stuff i had i'm like man you don't need to be throwing yeah. your life away like that man just just stop smoking they're like, what? yeah you know yeah. what i mean so exactly so i talk about it in the book and i think the thing that stopped me from doing uh from selling drugs was when i had to do a run you know um for somebody so i had to do a sale Okay. And when I did that sale, they took me to the person's house. When I went to that person's house, 
you know, it was dark, long path. And I realized that it was my cousin. Oh, no. And they didn't know who I was because by that time I go by the name of Bishop. I go by, you know, my name is Bishop or Hot Rod. They'll call me one of those two names. And so he didn't know my real name. So, you know, when I get there and then I sell it, and it's dark house. It was just only candles in there. And I didn't know that that was his house. Right. I haven't seen this guy in years. And then, you know, he said his name. And then I looked. And then, and then I'm like, whoa. I sat in the car like, what am I doing? I looked up to this person. Like, I always wanted to be this person. He was, this person was a photographer and videographer. He just, he got me into the entertainment side. And I'm just looking. I'm like, man. It just crushed me. Yeah, and I'm like, that's it. I'm not selling no more. Yeah. You know, you know, and I, and I, I'm a, I was a rapper at that time, and and one of the guys I gave my uh, the drugs to turned around like, hey, I don't have all the money. I can give you a stereo, CD player. But when I went up there, like, okay, let me see. I can resell it. Yeah, up there, he said, I want you to hear this song that I I made up, and he's playing my song and oh. he's rapping it from word to word, and I'm like. I said, this your song? I'm like, yeah. No, I made this up, this and the third. I'm in a different city now. Yeah. And I'm listening at him. I'm like, whoa. Then I rapped in that verse. Like, how did you know that? I said, bro, that's me. That's my song. Yeah. yeah. And I said, go get the album cover. And then the guy, they like, oh, so wow. So he was trying to play it off like it was him. Like it was him. And the whole time. You know, and I think that was God like, hey, get back on this side. Yeah. And it happened again. Yeah. Another person tried to claim it. It happened yeah, twice. Twice in a different city. They're like, oh, you look like this guy that I know, this and the third. I'm like, nah. Can't be. Nah, can't be. Yeah. And boom. They're like, hold on, let me go get the cover. And as soon as she went and got the cover, I saw her put it down on the thing. And I just left left the drugs there. I didn't even take her money. Really? Yeah, it was just weed. So I was like, <laughs> man. Still though, man, it's what <laughs> but what was crazy about that story is that like, I mean, there's a lot of things crazy about the story, yeah. but it's you had this um, greater understanding of, and it's probably because you were looking for it. You might not have knew you were being conscious of trying to find your way out, yeah. but like to see, like you said, what am I doing to have that happen to you twice? You feel like God's trying to push you back into another direction. You have to be open to it. You have yeah. to be ready to accept that uh, and get away from what you were doing. Um, Cause a lot of people might just miss the signals. I am. I didn't tell you about the other part. Okay. So that part was me missing the signal. Okay. Okay. You know, I ignored it. Yeah. You know, that was like the fifth time because the first time I was pronounced dead on arrival from a drug overdose. Okay. How old were you? I was 19. Okay. Yeah. And can we ask what, what was it? Like, what were you on? <laughs> Is that hard to talk about? No, it's not. I'm overcome. I know okay. that's, that's how I ended up in the state of Michigan by doing a 52 city tour and kind of speaking and doing music on it so then i like you know what it's time for me to write a book about it yeah so yeah um it was i was doing alcohol well it's normal but we and i was doing coke okay but they kind of mixed it with heroin and i believe what they do now is like that fentanyl yeah i don't know if it was back then but i knew that you know it was what they called the dog food yeah you know so it's like and I never knew that because I. It was new. It, it was, was new. Yeah. This was like I'm 19. I'm 42 years old now. Mm -hmm. So it's like man, and my heart automatically just shocked itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, the ambulance came. I went. I was 
cold blue, pale, no oxygen, no blood. They tried to get blood from me. They didn't have no blood from me. They didn't. It was like I was a dead man walking. They didn't even know how I was even alive talking. What was your, because this is interesting. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, you got into this racket because you were had huge empathy for a friend who didn't have much, mm-hmm. but you did. Mm-hmm. What was it like? What was your parents' conversations like with you? Because I'm sure at some point they found out what you were into. They didn't find out. <laughs> they didn't find out what I was into until the drug overdose. Okay, so that had. So what was that moment like? Waking up and seeing them. Oh my gosh! It was like I didn't let. Yeah. I didn't. I was. I was hurt. Seeing them hurt, you know, like I, I didn't come in the home where it was a lot of love, like meaning like hugs and I right. love yous and none of that. It was none of that. So it was just like by you being there was I love you. Right. It's a presence. The existence. The, the presence, existence, yeah, you know. Yeah. So so seeing them cry, seeing them hurt and then, you know, like, wow, you know, I can't believe that you did this, you know. And, but it wasn't until afterwards because I was fighting for my life. Right. So, you know, it was more of a disappointment and more of like, man, I can't believe I did it myself mm-hmm. that it got down to that part because it was an everyday weekend for me because I was a rap star. Right. So it's normal. It's like I go to parties like I was on my way to Bad Boys. Yeah. Like the record label, like you to get signed. And then that happened. So, man, so that's kind of like chapter one of yeah, you, yeah. not of this yeah, book, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like of man, you. Man, that book has... Everything, yeah. You couldn't even imagine. It's a, it's a movie. <laughs> why, why do Why do you think? So that was one reason why. Well, is it always environment? Um, is, is it always? Is it always trauma? What I mean. Let's go. Like yeah. addictions can come in different forms, and Absolutely. it can come from different things. Yeah. But like, why do you think people so often go down the wrong road? Okay. It wasn't always environment because I had a great environment. Right. But because of the things that I did and get back into it, I couldn't escape the environment because I'm right. now in that environment. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, but it was the lack of. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, all of us have voids in our life. Right. No matter what. And we try to fill them voids. And if you don't fill that void with the right thing, which is your purpose, your desire, and your passion, then again, hope deferred make the heart sick. Right. So you're desiring something, but you don't know what that something is. So we're trained all our life to chase destiny. Get that right house, get the right wife, your kids, car, husband, just that third, live the American dream. Materialistic things Material- trying to fill a void until we figure out what the void is that we actually need to fill. Exactly. Right. So you're chasing the destiny side. Right. But then we don't even know who we are. Right. So we don't know who we are because we didn't spend enough time to know who God is to tell us who we are. Okay. So a lot of times I break it down. Well, well, uh, my pastor got this uh, curriculum called, you know, the blueprint of, of a finest man's purpose in life. So it's basically like, you know, you got to know, you got to have a relationship if the accountability, right? Two, you got to know who you are, who am I? And I hit this in the book, the five whys. Everybody want to know who am I? They want to know, what am I here for? They want to know, what is my purpose? They want to know, when will I arrive? And then when they want to know, what's going to get me there? All right? So because of these five W's, people fall into addiction. Okay. Whether it's pornography, okay. whether it's stress, 
whether it's overload at work, whether it's um, adultery, fornication, because again, expectation, hoping there's no book. Yeah, there's no book. And, 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 and we're chasing this book that we think is this. Yeah. By what our parents and their parents told us. But there's really no book. Right. Every, so, and especially because everybody's got their own yeah. book. And, yeah. And, that they're and chasing. That they're chasing. Yeah. And and we go off of the law of what other people say off of expectations. Right. Again. Yeah. So, no, you should do this. No, you should be a doctor. You should be a lawyer. You should be that. But then when you don't meet that expectation, right. then now you feel in that void. Yeah. Then you look in. Man, I'm depressed. Man, let me let me drink a little bit. Now let me talk to hey, you wanna go out to the bar? Right. Hey, you wanna hey man, look, man, I just got me a bag. Come on, let's just smoke something real yep. quick. I need to get some stuff off my chest. Right. And then not knowing that's the doorway right. for addiction. And that's where that you talk about that gateway. That's the gateway. Is that it starts off small. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden it leads you down this thing that it's not necessarily filling the void, but it's escaping you from yeah. trying to deal with it. Yeah. Find it. You know what I mean? It's 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 a momentary speed bump. Right, and you just hope it doesn't become the wall. Yes, exactly. And 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 then and then now we got vices like right vice vice grip grips. Yeah. So no, that's vicious impulsions that cripple your effectiveness. Okay. So you know when you have these vices in your life, it can turn into addiction. Okay. On some sort. I see people who just go to Starbucks every day, like clockwork. Yeah, routine yeah. habits. Routine yeah. habits. Because we're, 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 we're habit-forming people. We're, we're habit-forming Creatures of, yeah, of habit. Exactly. And a lot of times that we, we look for these big goals, but the goals is hidden in your daily routine and your habits. And so, you know, sometimes when you with those habits, when you start forming a certain type of habit, and if it's not a good habit, or it could be a good habit, but if you miss steps or break the routine, then now... It's self-affliction. Right. It's abuse. Yeah. And that's where addiction come in because when you abuse yourself, you abnormal. It's, t- it's a compound word, abuse, abnormal use. Right. You abnormally misuse whatever that's in front of you. Right. So if, if I had chopsticks, you know, I can mistake them as drumsticks <laughs> and abuse and, the chopsticks. Right. And so that's what we do with our body. If we don't know the purpose of what we're here for or what we're supposed to be doing, we abuse ourselves. That's why the founders, man, the uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit mm. of happiness. It doesn't say life, liberty, and happiness. It's mm. the constant chase of that because people, it's such a, a different journey for each person. It is. Right? Mm-hmm. And we don't know what that looks like. It's chasing that book. It's chasing, it's chasing that book. those answers that we yeah. just, you know. <clears throat> and, yeah. And again, this book has, it doesn't exist. And we believe it exists because right. we hear that it exists, right. you know. It's, it's called tradition. Right. That's that's all the book is called. The title, I'm just giving it to you. It's, it's, it's all I know. It's all I know. It's all I know. <laughs> it's, so it's, I've got to follow this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's so interesting because I have, uh, like I said, I teach leadership. And I mm. teach it to uh, freshmen through seniors. And it's 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 telling them that, you know, they're, you're talking 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old yeah. kids. And I, I, I do reach on, uh, I talk about this, that the moment you find out that not everything you parent your parents are telling you is the right thing for you. Mm-hmm. What will you do with that? Right now, how will you bro? Or, you know, uh, breach the conversation? How mm-hmm. will you? Will you stay on your path, or will you go down their path? Will you meet? You know what I mean? Will you meet the expectations for yourself that mm-hmm. you've set for yourself now, or will you continue to reach out for someone else's? It's it's hard, man. Yeah, it's yeah. hard because. 
you don't want to disappoint. Um, it's a lot of things that come with that. Um, man, dude, there's so many top or uh, talking points on this. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I know that I, I hope, um, anybody that's listening to it is gathering something, Yeah. Yeah. gathering something. Likewise. Yeah. Um, so what makes you so relentlessly pursue these things for your community now? Oh, why such a, I mean, you have empathy, but you've got your own endeavors now. Yeah, you've got yeah, businesses, yeah. you've got many hats, you've got your family, you've got your kids. Is it just constantly being the example? And what do you do now for yourself just to make sure that you're keeping that balance, that you're not overloading yourself with wearing right. too many hats and that you're not, you know, going to put yourself making sure that you're at default. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like what, what, what do you do for yourself? Why, why do you chase it so relentlessly? I chase it so relentlessly because my uh, message is a message on purpose. Okay. And, you know, um, I used to own a barbershop before called Basileo Barbershop, which means kingdom okay. royalty. I remember you saying that yeah. in the last show, yeah. Yeah, so I changed it to legacy because, you know, we live in a generation where there isn't enough people who think generational anymore or okay. think legacy or really think like, you know, purpose or setting themselves up right in case something may happen, you know, um, just kind of preparing themselves. It's all about day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Now day -day, survival yeah, yeah. check paycheck to paycheck. And I, and I, and, yeah. I, and I get that, you know, and I get that to an extent, but at the same time, you know, if I don't do my part, then I can't expect somebody else to do for sure. Do it for me. Yep. And I realized like, man, I got six children. So that's why I go so hard so I can teach them so that they can implement it in their generation. What's the age range, man? How the oldest Ooh. to the youngest? What's that? The youngest is five and the oldest is 19. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 14 college. years, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Absolutely done. But you know, I, I think because, you know, I go so hard because I, I, I pray to God. I said, God, if you can save me, that I won't die at the age of 19 from this drug overdose, I promise that I will get this message to everybody that I come in contact with. So I was, they calculated the time of my death. They was about to zip me up and everything, take me down to the morgue. And I literally, boom, got my heartbeat back. Really? Yes. I don't want to go too much in detail yeah. in it because it's all in the book. Yeah, read but, the book for sure. Yeah, yeah. But because of that, and I asked the um, nurse, whoever was there that at, at the time, I'm like, hey, am I going to be able to live? Am I going to make it? And they were like, Gerard, I don't know because. You got an uphill battle, a lot nah, of things to overcome? No. I was, this was me coming in an emergency room. Oh, gotcha. Okay, hospital. gotcha. And she was telling me there was two other people that came in the hospital before you. And they didn't make it. And yours are yours is 10 times worse, more severe than there was. So I'm like, that ain't no hope. Yeah. You know, but the same dude that gave me the drugs turned around. He was the same dude that gave me a Bible. And so the whole time I'm reading the Bible and the ambulance, that's the only thing that was giving me life. Right. And so I know God personally on that level to the point of, like, hey, I know he's a deliverer. He's a healer. He healed me. He delivered me. So everybody beyond this day is a miracle who if I come in contact with. So that's why I go so hard because I was supposed to be checked out at 19. Right. And then he graced me with all these years. So, so that's you, why I go so hard. Essentially, you feel like it's you, you're on borrowed time. Yeah. So now everything is like playing with, you know, house money. 
right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And and like yeah. and that's how I feel with everyone, truthfully, because we never know. Because yeah. especially with this pandemic, Dude. they're taking people. There was man, they, man. I seen tractor trailers hauling bodies and tractor trailers. So it's like for us to be able to survive through a pandemic from from COVID. Why? Right. So like, okay, it's, so it feels like it's random, right? It's I'll pick you. Nope, you can good. Yeah, I yeah, pick yeah, you. Yeah. It's like you know what I mean. I, I know there's more science behind it than that, uh, yeah, but it's, it's just definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. definitely, but like it just feels, especially right now, it feels like, dude. I was just having this conversation with my grandma. It's like, uh, you never really, and maybe I didn't pay attention enough to it before. But mm. before the pandemic, do you remember people on social media platforms talking about? death or obituaries flooding your your timeline as much as it happens now yeah it feels like it happens daily now and, and, or every go ahead that's why that's that go back to the question you asked me why because of that because i feel as though that people are running around this world with a chicken like a chicken with a head cut off not knowing you know what to do or what they're supposed to be doing with their lives and who they're supposed to be doing with and when they're supposed to arrive and all these, my five W's that I put in the book, but they just, they're just living. And, and they're, they're, now you're seeing people go on trips. Now you people doing different things they weren't thinking yeah. about before. Yeah. So, you know, now, okay, now let's channel that. Right. Let's, you know, let's, let us all help one another in our sphere of influence in our platform. Right. And so that's why I do what I do. Like legacy is not like a cute cliche name. You know, I didn't just like come up with that name. Yeah. It's got you purpose. Know, it yeah. got purpose. Every individual in that school has their own legacy and I fuel that. So teaching them how to do LLC, teach them about credit building, you know, kind of building businesses within a business. They're so getting, you're doing way more than you're, you're hands on uh, with a lot of things. Though. Oh, it's beyond a, a, a fade in a, a lineup, you know, okay. it's, it's beyond <laughs> that, you know, like, you Fair know, enough, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I got some of just the other day, some of the students came up with an invention. Okay. You know, um, some of them wants to own their own school. Some of them wants to do detailing within it, do a mobile shop. Okay. Just, and so it's like all the, some of them want to sell clothes and, Dude, yeah, I got to tell you, so. I, I seen you guys do a video like <laughs> I, this might have been like six months ago over the okay. summer or something. It was yeah. unreal. Yeah. So you took a hair piece to a uh, bald dude. Yeah. Or like someone like uh, like LeBron James, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, he's yeah. losing his hair, right? Yep. So you shave it the rest of it off, correct? Mm -hmm. Then you put like a hair piece down. Yep. And then you line all that up. Yep. I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. Am I wrong? Is no, it that, no. does it look that good in person? Oh, it looks that good in purpose. Person. Actually, you know, um, we still do that. You know, we did training and 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 be okay, put it like this. You know, like cancer patients, right? Yeah. Because it's a it's a it's a logic behind a lot of stuff I do because that gives them life. Yeah. You know, when they don't have no hair, you yeah. Know, and just kind of like, you it's know, it's part of their identity. It's part of their identity, you yeah. know. And so, you no. Know, we're 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 linking up with some contracts right now, um, where we're able to help different facilities, you know, people to be with cancer, radiation, everything that put hair units, yeah, for them and everything. So that's giving them life when they when they feel as though that they don't have it. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you that if you guys haven't seen it, check out his Facebook yeah, man. Go yeah, to Legacy yeah, Barbershop. Yeah. There it was it was unreal. I just I was like, no way is this gonna look as good as it does. Man, and it I did. couldn't believe it. I'm like, man, women do it all day. Let, let me let me see. <laughs> 
Let me try it on a man. Giving men hope, man. Yeah, I'm losing mine. Giving me hope. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. Um, man, G-Rod, I, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Let, we've got about four or five minutes left. Sure. Uh, just anything we haven't covered that you're hoping to get that message out there. Um, mm. Man, I think I think we hit a lot of stuff, man. I really think, you know, we covered a lot of stuff. And I'm always open to do, you know, a session, to talk, you know, to help people go through whatever they go through. I got a lot of partners that we can help out, you know. Um, but honestly, I would just say, you know, just don't beat yourself up. Yeah. You know, don't condemn yourself. Don't um don't dig yourself in a valley to the point where, you know, you can't get out or secure within because the thing you know especially with men a lot of times we um i know i used to do it a lot you know i used to put walls up right the only issue with walls is that you know you're blocking certain people out but you're also blocking yourself where you can't get out right and that's the only issue you know that i see so it's really about finding someone that you can trust yeah no. And you're also blocking potential good ones from coming in. Absolutely, too. absolutely. Yeah. Like you know, had I had I block had I blocked myself from the divorce that I had, you know, then I would never seen my wife. Right. You know, and then we would never done this. Like my wife is like the best thing. You know, she I couldn't do half the stuff that I'm doing. Right. Without her, like y'all see all the stuff that go behind. Look, listen, behind the closed doors. She's the operator. Yeah. I mean, she's the administrator. I'm the operator. Right. I'm the face. Right. She's, she's but she's controlling she's it. She's right? the nuts yeah, and dude. bolts, you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, we complement each other very well. But, you know, I, w- I would definitely say, you know, um, just forgive yourself and find that accountability system. Yeah. You know, if you're addicted, if you um, keep on finding yourself um, going back to default mode, you know, basically – Get a new software. Yeah, and talking about that software because that's in us. Yeah, right. Is that you might be you might take yourself out of one environment mm-hmm. and put yourself in another environment that you think will service you, mm-hmm. but if you haven't serviced yourself, there you go. Right. Mm-hmm. You it doesn't matter where you go. You take you with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah and when yeah. you do that, it, yeah. it, until you've serviced yourself, you're never going to solve the equation. Yes, so. yes. Wherever you are, you are. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So mentally, physically, so you can't. You know where you can't expect your body to go a place where your mind never went to first. Dude. Yeah. Well said. Well you said. You know. Yeah. So and 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 that's what a lot of people want to do: skip steps. But yep. you can't skip skip steps. So um, what I always tell people is that you know make sure. That, you know, you forgive yourself and, you know, kind of find uh, that peace within first. Right. Before, again, you, you look for somebody else, deal with yourself first. Yep. A lot of times we look for other people to fix us. Yeah. But we have all the tools and implements inside of us. Think about it. When you first was born, you already had the potential to walk, crawl, drive and everything. You just need to be need to be developed. Right. And so that, it's all there. It's all yeah. there. People just need to be developed. They need to be loved, appreciated, and accepted. That's all they want. Yeah. All they want to be is loved, appreciated, and accepted. Whatever way that looked like, you know, that's what we, again, that projection. We can't project on others what we project on ourselves. Right. And a lot of times that's that's where we get wrong at, and then that's where the expectations come in, and then that's the number one cause of divorce right there. Okay. Wrong expectations. And so, you know, um, and when you have wrong expectations, it's hard for you to live out what you're really here for. Right. You know, right. Because everybody 
everybody is putting an expectation and demand on you. Everybody. And then now you're, you're doing it to yourself. Mm-hmm. So now you're fighting fronts on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's so crazy. Cause when you reached out and you're like, Hey, I've got this, uh, um, you know, I got this book, book that yeah, I wrote. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's because w- I, I put something up on Facebook about something yeah. that we're going to transition to it here. So I've got a, a company called Three Dots Media, okay. and that's what fuels Bobby Talks. Okay. But we're going to be venturing off and doing some other stuff. So another thing that we're working on um, is a, a show called Broken. Everything's lowercase except for the words okay in the middle. And it's the same kind of idea. It's like, you know, people that feel like they don't have a voice, people that have went through traumatic things, people that feel like they got they can't overcome, you know, yeah, they're just, yeah. they're, they're broken. Beautiful, right? beautiful, beautiful. It, it's, it's about facing, facing all of those things that you said. It's about, it's about facing yourself with accountability. It's mm-hmm. about forgiving yourself. It's the same type of dynamic. Man. Yes. Yes. Um, so it, I just thought it was a perfect match yeah, and yes. I was dude, very happy. You came on the show. I thought this yeah. is a well-serviced hour and I think people yeah. are going to get a lot of things from this man. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, and, and the key thing when you go through, yeah, go through, go through, go through, go through. But yeah, that's the one thing I've learned about uh, grieving. Yeah. I just did a show on grieving a couple of weeks ago and they said, when you're facing it, sit in it. Sit in it, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, don't try to shove it down and, for, you know, move it somewhere else. It's like, it's the only way to get it. Yeah. Only way to get it is again with that resistance. So you just got to yeah. accept it. Yeah. Because if you don't accept it, then you're dealing with outside voices, perception on how you need to do it. Regardless, if you don't accept it, you're going to be faced with it. You're going to be faced Somewhere with it. else at so, a different time and probably not on your terms. Yes, not on your terms. Exactly. And then so, that's where the breakdown come in. That's yeah. where the pressure right. overload. And then like, man, what happened to him? Right. You know? Yep. And, that's, and then that's where, oh, perfect time for addiction to creep in. Yeah. That's why it's called loss. Yep. Now found. Lost, now found. Uh, finding freedom from addiction. G Rod Sturgis, man. Sir, Appreciate yes, you, buddy. Yes, sir, it's been my fun. Man. It's been fun, man. Beautiful. Uh, guys, we'll put all the links where you can find him, follow him on. What's your social media? You got you got handles out there? Hit yeah, with- it's just my name, Gerard Sturgis. Okay. Yep, yep, okay. yep. You go to my website, Gerard Sturgis. It have my GerardSturgis.com. GerardSturgis.com. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. GerardSturgis.com, you know, because. My Facebook handle is G-Rod. Then okay. my IG is Gerard Sturge. I try to brand it and make it all simple, but <laughs> just go to the website. Okay. We'll find everything there. Yeah. Hey, for those of you who watch this, we appreciate it. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. Hit that subscribe button. Follow, like, do the whole thing. Rate us on uh, Spotify, Apple, if you guys are listening there. Really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart for being on the show. Mm-hmm. Any last words? Nah. I think <laughs> we covered a lot, man. <laughs> all right, guys. Love yourself. We love yes, you. Sir. Have a good night, y'all. Yes, sir. All right.